Hey everyone, I'm Heaven. I'm Tracy. And welcome to another round with Heaven and Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) I know that we are all dying to get into this fantastic, amazing episode, but first we have some big news to announce. Heaven, huge news. The honor is yours. We are going to be doing our first (laughs) live show. At the WNYC <laughs> Women's Podcast Festival, which we're so excited to be and a part of. And this is the first year for the podcast festival, too, right? Yes. Amazing. And we love WNYC. We're so honored to be invited. Uh, we're going to be headlining the How to Be a Grown-Ass Podcaster Festival. Listen. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we're so excited. The event is going to be on June 5th at 8 p.m. at WNYC's performance venue, the Jerome L. Green Space. Jerome. Sorry. <laughs> I just love people named Jerome. <laughs> you can find all the info about this at thegreenspace.org. Green is spelled with an E, G-R-E-E-N-E. We're going to be interviewing Roxanne Gay. Oh, my God. The author, the Roxanne esteemed Roxanne. author. And we're going to try to play a round of drunken debates with her. That's going to be the best. <laughs> so, again, that's Friday, June 5th at the Green Space in New York. You can find all the info at thegreenspace.org. Green with an E. Come see us. Please. Come turn up with us. Shit. We love you. We want to see all of your beautiful faces. I assure you are still in the right place. This is another round, but we have some new theme music. Yes. It's over to us by the one and only Miss Jean Grey. Yes. It's fantastic. It's so beautiful. We can't wait for you to hear all of it. Um, if you were really, really attached to the um, other music that we've been using, don't worry. We are still going to use music from Don Will of the Almighty Tanya Morgan. So we just basically have a surplus of dope-ass music to play during the show. Um, And we are blessed, and so are you. And we'll actually have Jean Grey on the show as a guest in a couple weeks. She was so much fun. Yeah. So on today's show, we're going to be talking with the incredible... Incredibly talented and like tiny young human, <laughs> Kaya Thomas. <laughs> You're dope, girl. If you don't know who the incredible Kaya Thomas is, she's a coder. She's a college student. She was on Black Girls Rock recently, being honored by the first lady of the United States, Michelle Obama. Which is insane. Yes. <laughs> and she's built her own app called We Read 2. I mean, she's just an all-around dope human. So we're really she's excited like 19, to have her here. 20? Yes. <laughs> Amazing. What was I doing in 19 and 20? Sleep. <laughs> yeah, Sleeping in my eating. room the whole time. Just hanging out. <laughs> We're going to be doing some more listener questions. Mm-hmm. Try to answer this question. <laughs> oh, man. And then we're going to buy it down. As usual. Yeah. We seek to be an ever positive influence on the team. On the and, kids. And the kids. So... We are not drinking the devil's the devil's juice today. <laughs> so if we sound Kaya's sober, 19, so you know we're gonna. That's why. <laughs> yeah, we sound sober. <laughs> Hopefully, we sound sober for at least part of every episode. <laughs> I know that I know that the Jesus episode was a very special train wreck that will never happen again. But um, I don't know. I think I, I can still be charming sober. Tracy, you are hella charming. Oh, so are you, girl. <laughs> All right, let's get the show on the road. Okay, let's do it. What's up? So I was reading something in the New York Times recently. It was called Black Women Want Top Jobs, But They Aren't Getting Them. Basically just like an article looking through some basic data about how black women perform in the workspace, like what their 
actual challenges are. I mean, even basic things like the wage gap number that we cite. Yeah, as both black women and women of color, yes, <laughs> this kind of directly affects us. Um, there were some very interesting facts in the article that I would like to read for our listeners. They said that 22% of black women want a powerful job with a prestigious title compared with just 8% of white women, according to the report. Now, I mean, it's a very subjective thing to try to measure, right? So I feel kind of like weird about the stats. Okay, really that's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, anyway. Um, they went on to say that black women are also more likely to be confident that they could succeed in such a job. 43% have that confidence compared to 30% of white women. But black women often aren't attaining the positions they aspire to. 44% of them say they feel stalled in their careers compared to 30% of white women and 55% are unsatisfied with their current rate of promotion compared to 28% of white women. I mean, this kind of data is always like something we already know. It's just useful to have the data. Right. The whole sort of like conversations around lean in don't take into account the circumstances of women of color in the workplace. So we were thinking, hmm. What if, <laughs> what if we had some honest job descriptions? What if that actually detail the kind of labor you have to do in addition to your work mm-hmm. <laughs> for Black women and women of color? Kevin and Tracy read a list, a list, a list, a list. Must be proficient in Microsoft Word, Excel, and pretending that you didn't hear the racist and sexist jokes you overhear in the break room. Ooh. I mean, if I knew that, I'd prepare for that. <laughs> then I could lean in in a completely different way, yeah. you know? <laughs> That's so real, though. All right. Must be comfortable speaking in front of crowds and on behalf of your entire race. Hmm. I do that daily. Oh, me too. <laughs> Must be a team player, which means not complaining when someone touches your hair without asking or calls you by the name of the other black person in the office and not making people uncomfortable by calling out their prejudices. Ooh. Oh, the team player thing, yo. It gets at a lot. (laughs) That just means don't make me uncomfortable, right? Yes. Like for anybody. Yeah. Another requirement. Fluency in Java, HTML, and coded racial language plus. Mm. (laughs) I tried to make a programming joke, guys. (laughs) I think you did good. We'll see. No, but like racial coded language is real. This is basically, yeah, the pilot of (laughs) Blackish. We want an urban campaign. (laughs) What do you what do you think that means? Must be comfortable multitasking, organizing meetings, and having long, unsolicited conversations about The Wire. <laughs> it's funny because, like, The Wire was on so long ago. <laughs> Find a different show. <laughs> I feel like that is what it must have been like in the 90s when Boys in the Hood came out. Mm, like, I bet the, yeah. the Wire is now what Boys in the Hood was to white people in the 90s. Oh. <laughs> Next job description. Previous experience with smiling while your coworkers speak to you and outdated slang required. <laughs> you got me straight tripping, boo. <laughs> I'm just chillaxing. <laughs> oh, man, where do they get it? And there's always somebody who will only refer to to me in past jobs as, like, girlfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the little, right. little hey, Susie. neck snap. Hi, Karen. <laughs> What's up, girlfriend? <laughs> I didn't say you could speak to me that you way. literally... <laughs> yeah. No. How dare you speak to me, as you like to say. I'm your coworker, um, ma'am. But the cool thing is that they could also be very honest about the benefits, too, to working in these jobs. Ooh, like what? Um, benefits include competitive salary, health, dental, and the privilege of being the face of diversity for the entire company. Mm. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's always phrased as a privilege, not a burden. Right. 
Like, that's easy. I'm just going to be the face of all diversity yeah. in your company. I'm just going to be the reason why you cannot be racist. Because yeah. I'm here. Because I exist. Oh, man. This old job I had, this woman was just like, I think she really just thought having me there was enough. Yep. Just, that's just it. She's done her job. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's like, man, we have a lot to work on. <laughs> this is a never-ending list. <laughs> oh, it definitely is. Yeah, we're going to just keep updating this list. Yeah, we, we definitely could. Okay, so this is a very good segue into our interview with Kaya Thomas, who is already like neck deep in a very white male dominated atmosphere working in coding and, and with smart people stuff like computers, things that I don't get. <laughs> Hi, Kaya. Hey, thank girl. you for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. Welcome to the stewed. As Tracy likes to say. As I like to call but it. But I've definitely adopted it. <laughs> you, can't, you can't lose with Tracy. <laughs> so I first found, well, I, I did not find out about you through Black Girls Rock. Like I'd seen your name. Oops. I'd seen your name. Saint. Jesus. I seen it. <laughs> I seen it with my own ass. I seen it. But I seen your name all over the internet and social media, and I knew a little bit of your story. But when Black Girls Rock aired, I was like, hey, I know this girl. First of all, the show was like amazing. Oh I my was God. at my television screaming my head off, like <laughs> it was beginning beautiful. to end. But I didn't fully know like a lot about you until Tatiana M. Ali, also known as Ashley from the Freaking Fresh Prince of Freaking Bel Air, <laughs> um, gave you this amazing introduction on the show. And let's play it really quickly. While searching the web for technology blogs one day, our first mad girl, 19 year old coder and social entrepreneur Kaya Thomas, was disheartened to see that no one looked like her. With the hope that more women of color would join the technology blogging space, Code with Kaya was born. She is the founder of a STEM camp for girls, as well as the developer of We Read 2, a cultural literacy app that helps readers find books written by and featuring people of color for breaking down barriers for girls in technology and empowering them to believe that girls can do anything. Kaya Thomas, you rock. Yes, you do rock. Yes, you do. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, And you looked amazing, of course. I have so many questions. But we want to start off by asking all of our guests this question. Even though we just heard part of it, I would love to hear you in your own words. What do you do and why? All right. Good question. (laughs) Um, I use technology um, to help communities I care about. And I do it because um, I see that uh, there's a lot of need for certain technology. And because there are not a lot of people of color, you know, behind the scenes being creators, that we we miss out on some of the things that we need um, with technology. So that's what I want to do. I want to work to get that technology to us. Beautiful. Yeah, like, so how did you get started doing that? Like, where does one even begin? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was really, really random. Um, I was actually into environmentalism, Mm -hmm. and I was, like, going to be, like, going to Iceland and, like, (laughs) doing all that stuff. But um, I went to college, and I didn't like it. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, like, what do I want to do now? And I always liked math and science, so I know I want to do something with that. And it was winter break, and I was looking at TED Talks, and I came across Kimberly (laughs) Bryan's TED Talk. Founder of Black Girls Code. Mm. Black women only represent 3% of those receiving undergraduate bachelor's degrees in computer science. And if you look at Latinas and our Native American sisters, that number is less than 1%. 
So the burning question is why, in this age of ubiquitous access to digital technology that has really engulfed the entire globe, why are women of color and women in general being summarily bypassed as leaders in the innovation economy? And she was like, yeah, why are we consumers and not creating the technology? And I was like, hmm. That good, makes, question. good question. Good <laughs> question. <laughs> so then I just started learning how to code by myself online. Um, and I had the like idea. Like where? How? <laughs> Codeacademy.com. Get on it. So you find the like YouTube tutorials and the like like bigger and growing like coding programs now mm-hmm. helpful? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that it's a it's a good gateway like into it. You know, there's so many online resources that I think that are really accessible for anybody to learn um, and just try it out just to see, you know, what it's about. Like create your own little website. I mean, why hire somebody to do your website when you can do it yourself? Right. Mm. So. Well, I can't do myself. That's why. <laughs> yes, you can, yes, Heaven. You can. There is okay. no I can't in the stude, okay? <laughs> the can only stude. Yeah, and I I think that that's why it just clicked. I was like, okay, this coding thing is really, really fun. And it was something that I could see myself doing my free time. So I was like, all right. I so this is something s- you were doing recreationally. Yeah. <laughs> like, for fun. Yeah, for fun. In addition to being like a student at Dartmouth. The balance is, is tough sometimes, but I think that I've always kind of been of old young person and that oh my gosh you feel your soulmate right here (laughs) so the stuff that i would do is like read and like find like things to do that are like productive in my free time so i think this was just like another step beautiful that's fantastic (laughs) so so you started off teaching yourself how to code but did you eventually have like a mentor or did you just start taking classes in school like how did you get good enough to do the amazing things that you've done yeah, I, I started off by myself and then I took like some intro classes and like that was really great. That gave me a good foundation. And then I got the great opportunity um, over the summer to work for Time Inc. And my boss was just an amazing woman. Like she's, you know, a pioneer in tech. Being having direct access to her was really amazing. She kind of gave me the confidence to say that you belong like in this industry. And like she made me feel that like I was valuable mm. um, as like an employee and just as a person. Um, which was really, really important for me to learn and, like, really motivated me to, like, launch WeRead 2 and do everything else that I want to do. So tell us a little more about WeRead 2. Like, how did that get started? What what does it do for people who don't know? Educators, they mm-hmm. were like, wow, this is a great resource for me to find diverse books for... Like their classrooms? Their classrooms. Yeah. You know, because it has over 350 young adult and children's books, all written by authors of color. Parents, like, find books for their kids. Because that's what my parents used to do. They mm. used to go to the bookstore and, like, get me these books. But not everyone has their parents to do that for yeah. them. So it's good to have, like, a resource like that, you know, central. And so I, it's just been amazing, like, getting the feedback from, like, so many people who are like, oh, this is great. Or I wish I had this when I was a kid. And When I was in high school, actually, I used to read books in the library all the time. Mm. But then I started noticing how all the characters were just, like, white girls, brown or blonde hair, blue eyes, brown eyes. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, the... They, they, how to describe it? Oh, the pale skin and like. It's also <laughs> funny to me sometimes their diverse characters are redhead. <laughs> yeah, like, fam, this is not diversity. <laughs> exactly. So I, I kind of got fed up. Um, mm. and I was like, why isn't there like just one resource where I could just find books with characters of color? Um, and and so I started looking, and there was a lot of different like websites or blog, one blog post here and there, and like there was nothing central, like mm. one location. So I thought all right, well, I want to do that. But I didn't know how to, like, when I was in high school. So when I started learning how to code, I was like, this is perfect. Like, I could use, like, coding to make this come to life. Two months straight, I would, like, go work, go to work, go home, code, sleep. <laughs> like, <is> wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you did all that by yourself? 
Yeah. There's not like a little invisible team we don't see. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope, nope. It was just mm. me like grinding it and learning and like just pumping it out. And I was able to get the app going. And it was a really great experience. It, it taught me how to balance my time, be disciplined. Um, and I, I never expected what to happen i wanted like one person to use it and like i would have been mm. fine but so what how has yeah. the response been like tell us about like what's happened the things that you never expected like what yeah. are those things? I ha- there's over two thousand people using it and it's not even just in the united states like i looked at the demographics there's people in europe and africa and the caribbean like i was just like what <laughs> i never <laughs> would have expected the reach to get that far i hope to expand it too to have n- more than just like children's books as well but yeah, it's just been great. great it's gotten you a lot of um, attention online. Oh, my God. I mean, it's got you <laughs> on stage with the first lady of the United States, which I can't oh. even imagine. Yeah, what was that like? What did she oh. smell like? <laughs> Everybody has been asking me that. Really? Wait, what, what does, does she, she smell, smell like? like? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, I don't remember. Like, you feel so bad. But um, I'm sure it was amazing, whatever. <laughs> um, it was like right the day before... And I was reading, they were like, oh, Michelle Obama's going to be a Black Girls Rock. I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to be there. But I would have never expected that she was going to honor, like, me and the other two mad mm. girls and, like, say our names and, like, hug hug us. Like, I had no idea. And it was funny because, like, we were doing the rehearsal. And then they brought us up for the rehearsal. And they're like, okay, like, she's going to be here. Then you're going to come up and, like, just be natural. Like, she, she might hug you. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> she might hug uh, you. They're like, and they told, they say you can't stare at her too long. Make sure you stare at the audience. Like, Aww. you don't want to just stare. But I just couldn't stop staring. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! When yeah. I was watching it, I just could not like, like my brain could not believe that the first lady of the United States was on television saying that like black girls mm. are amazing and I are know. funny and are worthy and are worth it. So I, to be able to like see that in person and be like close enough to like maybe touch her yeah. i would have died smell her. maybe <laughs> smell her and i think that you know even in her speech when she was talking about like the moments where like you're just struggling you're thinking like oh is this really for me can i really do all this stuff like mm. when you you have those really hard moments and she was just saying like you know i have those i had those too like mm-hmm. you know i had no, those doubts so i feel you girl yeah, exactly <laughs> like she like you know she'd been through the struggle too so yeah. it was it was just it was just such an amazing moment. Like even after it was over, like we went backstage and she was just so warm and like she you talked to, to her us. backstage. Yeah, ah! and, like, <laughs> yeah. She she talked to us backstage and it wasn't like you know it's not that I expected her not to be real or anything, but you know you think like oh the politicians and stuff like that Very you never know. Polished and poised. Yeah, but she was so down to earth. Like Aww. she was like there was a camera lady. She was like yeah we need to get a picture. Come on come on. And, like, I'm like what is Aww. happening? Um, and she just was so like caring and you could tell she really cared about us as individuals and like it was beautiful it was crazy i'm gonna cry yeah no i, I literally I, I literally i kept my composure like while she was there as soon as like she walked off i broke down crying oh, <laughs> i just broke gosh. down crying yeah that's beautiful i'm very excited for in i'm not too ashamed to say i'm pretty jealous, <laughs> I'm pretty jealous we are one degree removed from michelle obama so we basically hugged michelle yeah. kind of sort of exactly <laughs> so when i think about being a woman in tech at all period yeah. and when i think about being a woman of color in tech um okay so i was an english major because mm-hmm. numbers freak me out <laughs> computers are cool for like social media beyond yeah. that i know nothing about anything <laughs> but i mean like like most things that seem to be like very just like white male spaces mm-hmm. i would figure that it would it feels like a very sort of lonely place to be oh yeah for um, sure 
And also, like, when you're trying to make your way through, like, a land that you've never maybe seen somebody who looks like you traverse, a lot of times you don't even know if it's, like, physically possible. Yes. When you don't see people who look like you Woo. doing mm-hmm. these things. Speak on it, Tracy. It's like, you know, who am I to think that I can even do that? Yeah, exactly. Um, How do you deal with that? Yeah. <sighs> I think, <laughs> Let it out, girl. Okay. Let it out. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, like, in school, even in school, I'm the in my year, so I'm I'm a, a second year student, and in my year I'm Woo! the only black girl, <laughs> only a sophomore. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the only black girl who's studying CS, like a full CS major. So I think that wow, it, it's really lonely sometimes. I mean, it's not that like I'm not friends with like any of the other like CS majors. Like yeah. we are. You have to you have to like adapt yeah. to be completely honest like you have to adapt in order to like make it through because it's not a major that you can or feel that you can get through just alone like you mm-hmm. can't you can't so i think that's the the hard part but i've been really trying to like get more people to take like even the intro class you know but for me i think that it's a little bit different because like i've kind of asserted myself as like this is what i want to do and like i'm i'm good at this mm-hmm. and yes and I, <laughs> and I think that it's not always easy to do that but my classmates have have shown that like they've accepted me in a way that's like okay like she knows her stuff mm-hmm. um when you're in a like feel like that it feels like i you always have to prove yourself mm-hmm. cuz like there's nobody else like you right so you have to prove that you belong to be mm-hmm. there so it's like always like you have to be performing you have to be doing well you know i always feel like i w- i was reading on like twitter the other day and it was a woman of color who, in tech and she said she always has to do a million things at once. She can't just like work. Mm. Like she can't just work at her job. She has to go to conferences. Yeah. She has to do this side project. She has to do this stuff on the side. You always have to be like extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just be regular because then they're like, Woo! oh, like. So meanwhile, <laughs> the mediocrity <laughs> at Silicon Valley, <laughs> swimming in it. Sniping. <laughs> yeah. Do you worry about burnout? Who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, women often don't stay in the field for long because. You're not just, especially a woman of color, it's not like you're just an engineer, right? You have to be a diversity advocate, Mm. right? You have to be a mentor. You have to be, you know, you have to be all these different things, all these different hats that your, you know, white male counterpart doesn't have to do anything. He's just chilling. He just does his job, right? Shows up in his stupid hoodie. (laughs) (laughs) Coats some shit. (laughs) Exactly. And like, so that that could be like really hard. You you know, why would you want to keep doing that? Um, Mm. So I don't know. We'll see. I I mean I plan to stick it out. Um, yeah. So I have no doubt that you will. We were <laughs> we were creeping on your Twitter page, oh. today, and we saw that you tweeted that you've already been offered two full time jobs. Ooh, ooh, oh ooh. my god! Kill them, listen. So what's like the dream or the ultimate goal? You know, I used to think that. Like, my goal at first, like, when I got into tech was, like, oh, I want to work at Google. I want to work at Facebook. Are you listening, Google? But but when you look at the low numbers, the low diversity numbers, I feel like I would rather better invest my energy and time in a smaller company that's catering to communities that I care about. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a lot of companies, like, founded by people of color out here trying to, you know, trying to make it. So why not contribute my energy to those companies? I feel like you have already learned so many lessons that it takes a lot of other people so many years to learn. Years of like, learning these lessons. Like, you are literally telling my story. Yes. It's amazing. I'm so thrilled for you. I'm so happy. So we have this weird little half segment that we like to do with our interviewees. The segment is called, would you like to tell her what the segment's called? 
pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> it's just rapid fire questions. And then, yeah, that's why we call it. Pew. We just like to have segment names for everything. <laughs> right. um, so we just have a bunch of random questions okay. to ask you. Ready? Yeah. Most important question of all. Okay. How do you feel about squirrels? I uh, hate them. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> we okay, need like a wall. <laughs> She's like, I listen before. I know the right answer. <laughs> but you are allowed to like squirrels. That's just it's like allowed. It's, yeah, we'll tolerate you can do that. it. We won't like. We won't love you any less. <laughs> um, if you had to choose another name for yourself right this minute for whatever reason, what name would you choose? Oh my god. Uh... <laughs> I just thought I was thinking of Ava DuVernay, so Ava. Yes, excellent, <laughs> beautiful <answer>. name. <laughs> I love that gorgeous yeah. name. Um, did you have a nickname as a kid? As a kid, like you're not like. <laughs> do you currently have a nickname? Uh, yeah, like a little family nickname: Kaya Kukulaya. Ooh, um, that's so that cute. is so cute. K, yeah, not like anything fancy. Aww. <laughs> when is the last time you laughed until you cried? Oh my god, I do that all the time. <laughs> Probably like two days ago or one day ago. I'm always laughing and crying. Do you remember what the what the thing was that made you laugh so hard? No, I laugh at everything. I have the most obnoxious laugh. <laughs> Aww, no. <laughs> it's cute. What advice would you give to girls in middle and high school who are thinking about getting into coding? Oh my god, start. Um, don't let anyone, especially like stupid middle school boys, tell Woo! you that you can't do it um, because you're going to be a boss one day. Yes. Probably my boss. <laughs> um, and just keep keep going. Like, I, I love when I hear stories about like middle school and high school girls like coding. I'm just like, yes. Like, Aww. I wish I started that young. But listen, you can start at any age, in my opinion. Heaven, there's still time. Yeah, see? <laughs> Y'all are generous. No. <laughs> I know my limits. <laughs> Okay, two more quick ones. Who are your heroes? Uh, my grandma and my mom. Oh, mine too, girl. Mine too. <laughs> so I mentioned earlier that we were creeping on your Twitter profile. Yeah. It's not creeping if it's public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. That's what I told myself. <laughs> yeah, same. Well, we were reading your Twitter profile, <laughs> and we saw a tweet where you referenced having a corny programming joke remix of I Ain't Got No Type. Oh, no. We are. Girl, you know we're going to ask you to do that. fans. <laughs> You know we love Ray Schremer. You know this. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, would okay. you like to would you like to share with the class? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. Okay. Really corny. Okay. Um, I ain't got no type. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Bad bits is the only binary that I like. <laughs> hey. I love it. I love it. <laughs> You're the most adorable human I've ever met. Oh my goodness. That was incredible. Was fantastic. <laughs> As you are inspiring tons and tons of girls and women and men, hopefully if they're listening. <laughs> and together, man. You are inspiring the first lady of the United States. Yes. Oh, you don't need you. me to tell you that you're fantastic, but you are fantastic. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much. Oh, for stopping by. Come Where can everyone anytime. find your your work? What, what do you want to plug? Yes. Where oh, should yeah, they find sure. you? Uh, my Twitter is kthomas901. Um, and you can look up Riwi2 in the iTunes App Store. And my website is kayathomas.info. Yay! Oh. Follow her. Hit her up. People with money. Give her money so she can make amazing things. Yes. More people. Give her jobs. <laughs> Kaya, when you get a great job, hire me. <laughs> and me. I won't forget. I won't forget. Thanks Thank so much for kicking so out with much, us. Girl. Thank you so much for having me. I don't got no type. No. Bad bitches is the only thing that I like. You ain't got no life. All right. 
time now for some listener questions. Pam, Pam, Pam. Pam wrote to us with a lengthy inquiry. Here's the gist of Pam's situation. She is in love with Jane. Jane is not her real name. Jane and her have been friends for a while. She says she met her over seven years ago. And I'm just going to read this tiny paragraph. Um... Here's the thing. The initial not-so-innocent crush has had seven years to evolve into a legit, full-blown, unrequited love affair. I'm very genuinely in love with her. However, she won't give me the time of day in a romantic sense because I'm white. Jane is very socially aware, socially conscious, and participates in a lot of social activism. It is through her that I've learned so many things and think about this world in a way that I would never have occurred to me before. The blinders of white privilege at work. Mm. I can honestly say having her in my life has been an eye-opening experience in the best possible way. So she says... Uh, she doesn't blame her for her no whites allowed dating role because in her words, white people are crazy. <laughs> Fucking insane was the quote. <laughs> um, but basically she's saying, she says, I am positive if I was black, we'd be married or at least engaged by now. I daydream about our brown babies and taking over the universe with our ebony and ivory queerness. She's bi, I'm gay. Here's her question, which is what we ultimately need to address. Yes. She says, do you think there's a way to convince her to take a chance on my mashed potato, cauliflower, mushy, apple-hued behind when her dating model is black cards, black cars, all black everything? <laughs> First of all, what a motto. Yes. <laughs> okay. I think there's a very basic way to answer this, okay. which is if you've had seven years of an unrequited crush on someone, mm-hmm. it might be time to let it go make like elsa <laughs> let it go let it go she's just I feel not like that into been you. waiting to sing this song <laughs> since we've had this podcast no i haven't <laughs> she thinks that. i feel like that's kind of your jam though that's another conversation okay wow though. don't play me but, i mean you know i want um, you to do what so makes you my happy. advice is she's probably not that into you yeah just on a very basic level I feel like if this were a letter coming from a man who was pursuing a woman who was not into him. Yeah. And he wanted to know how he could like convince her yeah. to take a there chance. There should be on no him. convincing. Right. There should be no convincing. And that also like kind of triggers me a little bit because I've had a lot of male friends mm. who I found out who I thought like we were good friends or whatever. And later found out they were just kinda like biding their time and waiting on like the mm. right time to like kinda like strike. And be like either when I'm like vulnerable or like when I'm not yeah. seeing anybody or whatever, you know, like taking very intimate information about my life <sighs> yeah. and what's going on and just like waiting for them to like waiting for their window to get in, which is like really hurtful for me yeah, totally. as a woman. And it's also just kind of like creepy yeah. on their part. Yeah, Pam is kind of a similar situation. It's, it's, a it's a the exact creepy. same situation. Yeah. Here. So, I mean, overall, like, you know, if. If th- if you feel like this is your one and you haven't done it already, then shoot your shot. But if she says no, then you have to respect her boundaries and what she wants. Um, in a perfect world, you know, race doesn't matter. Okay, yeah. Let me just get to that. That's the second part of it. Yeah, I think. that's the that's the other thing. <laughs> the other here. thing is the subtext of this letter implies you're positive. If you were black, you, you'd be dating her. That that's like you, you should not be that positive. <laughs> Because I mean, maybe she's literally just not. Because you began, 
I mean, like you talk about how you don't you think white people are quote <laughs> fucking insane. And a large portion of us could do with a good lobotomy. Which is wild. I would never say that. <laughs> I've said some wild things about white people. I would never say that. But you say, I'd like to think I'm not your average white person. Do you know who says that? Your average, average white, white person. <laughs> I just don't think you should be so sure that if it's only the racial thing happening here. Yeah. But I'm sure that's off-putting to her. Yeah. Like maybe it's a little bit like, uh, she sees, uh, how do I say this? I've definitely been in positions where I can tell someone sees me as their black friend. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she might be able to tell mm. if you are writing it this way to us. Very possible. I also kind of just the brown babies thing. Uh, that's also yeah. like a weird. Uh, yeah. It's such a weird fetishistic thing to say. It is. Also, I mean, like the time that you're spending waiting on her to like change her her racial policy (laughs) to change her application process you could be missing out on like the person that you could be with elsewhere you know so i mean right not only are you doing her a disservice by not really like listening to the things she's told you you're doing yourself a disservice in like just hanging around and waiting on her to come around which may never happen and pam you deserve somebody that loves you for for you and your mushy cauliflower apple (laughs) potato Behind, however you put it. Somebody (laughs) wants that. We want better for you, Pam. We do. We do. So if you haven't, shoot your shot. If you have, don't don't shoot any more shots. Let it go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Just let it go. (laughs) Pam, I hope that was helpful. To anybody in Pam's situation, I hope it was helpful for you as well. Um, If anybody else has any questions, if you need advice, we can answer that for you. We can't promise that it'll be great, but it will be honest (laughs) and heartfelt. And we will try our best. Send us an email at anotherroundatbuzzfeed.com. You can send us a message on Facebook. Let us attempt to help you. And if we give you bad advice, you're not allowed to sue us. Because I just said <laughs> not so. even an option? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Heaven. What's up? Guess what time it is. Buy another round. It is. Baby, come through. <laughs> you deserve rounds. Rounds. Tonight. Rounds. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Tracy. Thank you. I've been working on it in the shower. <laughs> I'm practicing my scale. Okay. This week, I finally watched the movie The Fault in Our Stars. Mm. I refuse to watch it. How is it? It was incredible. But you like sad movies and crying. I do love sad movies. Okay, here's the thing. I love teen movies. I love sad movies. I'm out. I'm <laughs> <done>. Two strikes. <laughs> um, so it's like, I just saw this, like, The Fault in Our Stars as a book and as the movie, like, took over Tumblr for, like, three years. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all the teens were talking about. <laughs> and I can't believe I wasn't a part of it. <laughs> so I, I saw it on HBO Go. I was surprised by it. Because I kind of knew, like... You just kind of know it's a sad cancer story. Mm-hmm. But I was surprised by how thoughtful it was. It's basically a movie about living with chronic illness, about disability, about how people treat that. I haven't read the book yet, but it's a very literary movie. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's like there's a lot of attention to the power of words and the power of language. And this story about Hazel and Gus and their like cute little like teen romance. <laughs> Tracy. I'm sorry. It's just so sweet and makes room... Ah! I'm sorry. Are you taking selfies in the middle of to. this? I did not mean to. I promise I didn't mean wow, to. Wow, Tracy. I didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Tracy's like, fuck this. I'm going to take selfies. <laughs> I was listening. I promise. 
so it's a cute story about a teen romance, but I think it packs in more than you would imagine. And like really thoughtful things about pain and the room, like making room for pain in your life. Jesus. I know it's, and obviously I like it because I cry a lot. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and it does little things, right? Like, um, you know how sometimes people will just like comically represent text messages on screen like mm -hmm. like the font will be like 80 and like <laughs> you know like they just can't get it right I, mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of shows like that or movies but I feel like it gets the text message right because they communicate a lot over text and like there's a lot of gmail I know this is like a tiny thing to point out mm -hmm. but like I just feel like it's you can't have a teen movie where you don't get their basic means of teen communication right, right. <laughs> like on screen so i feel like it's a it's a movie that respects teens and adults uh -huh. like the adults in her world and i don't know i was completely charmed by it oh i was really surprised like by how charmed things. i was he's the guy is charming Aww. so like you know how on like the vmas or whatever you're like who's this kid who's this kid mm -hmm. <laughs> so the 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 male lead ansel elgort <laughs> ansel is his name in real life yes that is oh, a real name oh, okay. <laughs> All right. but I just didn't get it before. I didn't get what the teens are talking about. And once I saw this movie, I was like, oh, I get it. I'm completely charmed by this kid. Huh. He's like 21, so I can say that. Okay. <laughs> and then the other star is Shailene Woodley. It's just exciting not seeing teen movies that are like, I'm not like the other teen girls. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like yeah. it just takes her as she is. There's no weird pretense about it. I, th I found it very charming. Mm -hmm. I'm not convincing you. I can see it in your face. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I'm not. But if teen movies are your jam and you like well done sentimental things. Mm -hmm. Thoughtfully sentimental, not cloyingly sentimental. Okay. It's a thoughtful meditation on death and pain. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> From a teen perspective. All the things I, I love. <laughs> okay. What are you buying around for? Who are you buying around for? Well... I am buying around for everyone of drinking age in the city of Louisville, Kentucky. Aww. And actually, earlier I was talking to uh, Kaya about how leaving your home city, especially when you're from like a smaller city mm. and going to another city where things are like completely different. Yeah. It really makes you appreciate like where you're from. I mean... I did go through my I hate Louisville phase, <laughs> you know, and I was like young and I wanted to be like out and about and Louisville was not really that place. And it's, yeah. it's working on being that place. But um, it's just a good city, man. It's full of it's full of good people. The food is amazing. <laughs> I just want to like go to the park, waterfront oh, park Jesus, and walk so the cute. trail. I want to go to uh, the Highlands, walk up and down Barstown Road and just, you know, drive through Shiny Park. West End is the best end. What up? What up? Um, <laughs> I love people who love their hometown. Yeah. And it took me a while to get to this point, And I'm so glad that I got there. Mm. I mean, it's great. It's good to have like a base or a foundation. Yeah, I'm not you know? there yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like when I wasn't, when I didn't feel that way about Louisville, like I was living in Philly. Yeah. No, I was living in Lexington, which of course I hated. And I just didn't feel like I really like had a thing that tethered me mm. to a place aside from my family being at home. Yeah. And so like now, even if my family didn't live there, I would still like go visit Louisville regularly because i mean it's just a good place everybody go visit louisville louisville round on me but not really for real <laughs> like if you see me out I, me around. <laughs> I have nothing for you exactly you can buy me around because i'm broke i love you louisville lnc4 Woo. we did it again what what credits uh, oh up. sorry <laughs> <laughs> we did what <laughs> yes we did it Woo! -hoo -hoo. And we're sober. That's cool. Is this the first time 
we'll leave this place sober. Oh, Tracy. Man, do you think that we were equally as charming, though? Yes. I don't know why you keep asking this. I don't know either. I'm pretty charming. You're right. You are charming as hell. You're right. You're right. Everywhere you go. You're I'm right. like, okay, I guess you've charmed everyone into doing what you want. <laughs> Great show. We want to thank the amazing and inspiring in our future boss, Kaya Thomas, yes, for stopping by. Thanks, girl. thanks to Heaven for being such a great co-host. <laughs> thanks to Tracy. They're <laughs> <laughs> just always holding me down. Sober or not. <laughs> Never gonna let I that gotta go. I'll <laughs> <laughs> <shirt's> <laughs> get you that shirt. <laughs> please, please do, please do. Shout out to the pod squad, Jenna Weiss Berman, our producer. Woo woo woo. Eleanor Kagan. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I always try to do it the way John Stewart pronounces Kagan when he's talking about the Supreme Court justice. <laughs> this is why I should never do impressions. Never let me do impressions. Are we sure we did not drink anything? Because this um, is getting, getting crazy. <laughs> shout out to Eleanor Kagan, our other producer, and shout out to Julia Furlan, our other producer. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to Paul, studio engineer, holding us down. Kept us supplied with water. Hope I can walk out of here after all this. <laughs> And a shout out to Jean Grey. Yes, for the amazing music. Shout out to Jean Grey. Shout out to Don Will. Yes, for the continuous amazing musical blessings that you keep bestowing upon our lives. Yes, and shout out to y'all for listening. Yeah, y'all are great. We need to buy y'all around one day. And you know where you can find us. Hit us up on Twitter at Another Round, Facebook Another Round. You can email us your inquiries. Another Round at BuzzFeed.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Rookie McPoverty. You can follow me on Twitter at Heaven Rants. Heaven like the noun, rants like the verb. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. We this did it, so guys. Good. Yay! Oh, shit, we have to go back to work now, though. I know. That's a different feeling. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. The cold never bothered me anyway. I saw Jesus on the mountaintop. <laughs> I've seen the promised land. <laughs>